For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We're really easy to find if you want to watch that way. Just search Picks and Parlays on any of your favorite social media platforms and we'll be right there waiting for you to join us. Uh, happy Halloween! Today is Thursday, October 31st, in case you're wondering uh, the numerical date, because it is Halloween, uh, obviously the big story. Uh, if you have seen on, on social media, some athletes are really getting into their Halloween costumes. I'm going to go out and say it. LeBron is better than MJ when it comes to Halloween costumes, <laughs> not basketball. Uh, but this year, LeBron dressed as uh, Edward Scissorhands. He looks really creepy if you want to check it out. Last year he was a clown uh, from It. I think the name is Pennywise the Clown, and he looked uh, incredibly creepy. So it's always fun to see people getting in the spirit of things. Uh, we've got a great show lined up, but first we've got to touch a little bit on last night and the history that was made in the World Series. The Nationals, of course, defeating the Astros uh, for the Nationals' first World Series win in franchise history. It's been a long time coming uh, for the Nats, even though uh, Washington, D.C. already got their hockey championship uh, this season. So, or I guess it was last season. Uh, the Blues won it this year. Uh, but what a World Series. Everybody from day one thought it was going to be the Astros. Uh, at one point, the Nationals were 50-1 to win the World Series. But somehow, they pulled it off with timely hitting, and they do have a good rotation. Steven Strasburg named the series MVP and for good reason. Uh, odds to win 2020 World Series, the Astros still the favorites, 4-1. to one. Uh, And for some reason, the Nationals still don't get much credit. They're 14-1, to one, uh, while the Dodgers and the Yankees are both 5-1. to one. Uh, Moving on to today's show, if you're wondering what's coming up, Premier League picks, NFL, and college football rapid fire. It's all coming up on days picks and parlays. Stick with us after the break for a little soccer. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. It's just my name. That's my handle. If you want to give me a shout, happy Halloween to everybody out there. Uh, if you have any fun plans, you can post it on our Facebook if you have any good Halloween bets <laughs> that you really like. We always appreciate your feedback on Facebook. Uh, right now, we're getting to some soccer. We've got Premier League picks with Nick Gieber because uh, he always gives us some good picks. And usually, he is pretty good at picking some good winners and some good value. Hello there, Nick. I see you didn't dress up. Nah, That's okay. I guess we'll give you a pass. I'm going as a scary <laughs> middle-aged plus man. I'm plus because I'm 
unlikely to live till 108. Uh, so that's the plus, <laughs> I think. But uh, yes, uh, I'm going as myself. Of course, my, my 10-year-old will be going as uh, some scary pumpkin or something. By the way, Chelsea, I have to congratulate you on, on, on your outfit. You look magnificent. That pregnancy outfit you've got really suits you. Oh, pregnancy outfit. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, <laughs> but we'll let it slide. You've got another you got um, a couple more weeks. Yeah, if we make it to then, because <laughs> it's, I don't know, we'll see. You can bet the under or the over if I'm going to make it to my due date, because right now I don't think I'm going to make it. So I think the odds-on favorite is uh, to come early. But anyways, let's well, move good. on to some of these the soccer that, games. We'll have to put them up on picksandparlays.net. Oh, man. And then people will be waiting to see for that first picture from... <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and cursing me if they lose, uh, which I don't know if I want to put myself out there for that. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about some of these soccer games. Uh, first off, let's go Bournemouth, uh, Manchester United. Uh, I know that's one you want to talk about. But first, I've got a question to ask you. Yeah, uh, I know there's some uh, League Cup matchups during the week. You, I notice you don't give picks on those. No, I really don't, Chelsea. Actually, it's funny you ask that. I've, I've had a lot of the people that follow me or follow us here at picksandparlays.net, uh, ask me on Twitter uh, where my League Cup picks are. And I generally don't give picks for the League Cup. All you had to do was to look at the lineups that played yesterday. Liverpool played basically their under-12 team. Man United and Chelsea basically played their full team. Arsenal played their full You just don't know whether the managers are going to take it seriously enough to actually want to put money on it. because, And then if they do... It's just, a, it's just a crap shoot. Look, I say stay away from them. Yeah, you can hit some big wins on them, but uh, it's too unpredictable for me, Chelsea. Too unpredictable. And that's why we have you on the show, because we need some smart insight like that. Uh, because sometimes staying away from bets uh, is just as smart, you know, Absolutely. as taking a bet. Absolutely. But let's talk about taking some bets. Uh, let's get to that Bournemouth-Manchester uh, United game. Bournemouth uh, plus 234 in this one. Uh, Manchester United plus 155, and the draw sits at plus 268. Uh, what's the play you're liking on this one? Well, that draw's got bigger. It was plus 252 when I looked. So uh, I will tell you this, though. Bournemouth are looking for their first win in five matches, and they haven't scored in four fixtures, uh, most recently getting a nil-nil away at Watford. United are coming off a 3-1 away win at Carrow Road. Look, it seems to me like the feel-good factor is coming back a little bit at Man United. I think the fans' patience in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to pay off in the long run. They still have a lot of injuries. Um, and again, midweek, we talk midweek, they knocked Chelsea out of the League Cup. For Man United, Marcus Rashford is starting to find some form. Uh, and that can only spell trouble for the Cherries. But the big question is, will Rashford and Harry Maguire be playing. They both picked up little injuries midweek, although Solskjaer says they should be good. They're young. They'll get over it. I love it when a manager says that. It really takes a former player to pipe up like that. Uh, look, I'm going with United here, Chelsea, despite the season. But look, despite the fact that this season, Man United has had the sort of form that gives sports betters heebie-jeebies. They've been all over the place. But I'm going to pick United to win this one. It is a way. Uh, it is at the vitality. And I'm going to say, as you pointed out, United Plus 155, Chelsea. And I know sometimes you give exact predictions on some of these games, and you've hit a lot of them. So feel free to uh, sprinkle in any of those exact predictions if you like them on any of these games. 2-0. Uh, uh, let's move on to 2-0. 
2-0 United, or 0-2, because they're the away team. Wow, you sounded very confident in that. I wasn't expecting a, a pick right there, but well, as well, you can see, haven't guys, scored in Nick. four games, uh, you know. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? What's next? <laughs> All right. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Leicester. Uh, one big note on Leicester here. Uh, their last match, they won 9 nothing, which set a league record because if yep. you follow soccer, nine goals is a lot, and especially in a, shut, a shutout. Uh, pretty dominant over Southampton in that one. Uh, Crystal Palace is plus 265 in this one. Leicester plus 121. The draw is plus 255. What do you like in this one? Well, the odds are squeezed down on the draw quite a bit, Chelsea. I don't like the draw on this one. Look, this is a great match. Both of these teams have found a little form of late. Palace have been playing well uh, despite a 2-0 loss to Man City, but lost to Man City, okay? Um, but that was after their epic two-goal comeback against Arsenal, and that was great for Palace. But the question is, was that just Palace being good, or were Arsenal just showing what a truly crap team they are? Mm, I'm kind of mixed in between there on it. Leicester, though, they're on absolute fire, as you mentioned, following their 9-0 dismantling of Southampton. Southampton did have a man sent off early, but that shouldn't result in a 9-0 scoreline. For Crystal Palace, uh, Zaha has scored in his last three versus Leicester, more than any other side. But look, Brendan Rodgers, the best British manager in the Premier League, uh, I think he gets it done here in the capital, although, quite frankly, Leicester City have what? I think they've won one in their last uh, 14 matches in London. This is a trip to London. They are going to win. Leicester City plus 121. All oh, right, and next up, we've got... 2-1 Palace. <laughs> I mean, pardon me, 2-1 Leicester, yes. Oh, I was going to say, don't go against yourself. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't do that. I won't hedge my bets that way. All right, let's move on to Sheffield United and Burnley. Uh, Sheffield United plus 129. The draw is plus 225, and Burnley is plus 259. Is any, uh, are any of these plays sticking out to you? Yeah, Sheffield United, certainly. Uh, Chris Wilder, Sheffield United. Look, this is at Bramall Lane. Sheffield United, they're looking to extend a three-match unbeaten run. In fact, the only team they've lost to in the last five matches was a 1-0 home loss to Liverpool. They're 2-2-1 and in the last five. That's a really pretty good result for Sheffield, sitting in eighth place. Sean Dyche's men, though, they'll likely be with uh, Chris Wood and Phil Bardsley without him, uh, without them. And Danny Drinkwater's still out for another week. That's going to really hurt them. Um, you know, with Burnley sitting in 13th, that's only one point behind Sheffield United, though. This actually is a really important match, and I don't think one they can afford to lose. By the way, this will be the first... Here's trivia for you, Chelsea. This will be the first time these two sides have met since 1976. Now, I remember that well, 1976, but many people don't. And Burnley did win that fixture 3-1 at Turf Moor. Oh, I'm going to go with the home side here, though. I'm going to go with the Blades. I'm going to say Blades plus... 129, 1976, Chelsea. You remember that? I don't think so. No, I was not alive. That's what I meant. <laughs> so, no, I was not watching soccer. But our next guest uh, most certainly was. Oh, no. Here comes the old jokes for No, I won't Chip. make any more Chip Chirimbus old jokes. <laughs> I do love to, Well, though. his picks are good, and that's all that matters. Uh, yeah. And also, By the way, uh, his picks Nick, are where can they... Nick, where can people find you if they want to hold you accountable on Twitter? Because yeah. uh, if you don't know, Nick has a very strong following on Twitter for his picks, and they also include me in the, the tag sometimes, so <laughs> I see all of it. <laughs> it's all right, very Chelsea, entertaining. Well, I'll tell you what. I can be found at Nick Geber. That's N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. 
Uh, and if you want more of me, if you just can't get enough of me, and I know for most of you that's, that's the problem you guys have, then you can find me every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sirius XM 211, live on Dan Patrick Sports for a full hour doing uh, the beautiful game Monday through Friday. Uh, we cover all these, and tomorrow we'll be giving our complete 10-game Premier League preview show for our listeners. All right, always good stuff from Nick Gieber when it comes to soccer. When we get back from the break, we are talking American football, uh, NFL, and college football on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're actually really easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up on all of your favorite social media platforms. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. And right now, we've got Chip Cherimbus, who's got his best Halloween tie on. I like the look, Chip. Yeah, not bad. You know, we're very seasonal. We have a lot more coming up in the future as well. Oh. I see some foreshadowing to some nice uh, Christmas looks. <laughs> A little Shakespearean there, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always like to talk about my favorite Halloween candy. And for Chip, it might as well be Red Hots because, Chip, you've been super hot. Uh, in some of your picks, 5-1, uh, and one, your last six NBA, and right. on a 15-4 and four run in college football, yes. uh, what's been working for you? What, what's your well, secret? Are you, you going to tell us today? Well, you know, sometimes, I guess I can. You know, sometimes it takes a little, a little time for everything to get together. In the first month in September, I was struggling. But when 7-1 on Saturday, and, and we've hit a whole string of games on those Thursdays and Friday games. As a matter of fact, Thursday night tonight, I have a special release on picksandparlays.net between Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. There's an NFL game as well that we have posted up there between Arizona and San Francisco. But, you know, it just seems to start to come together. At the beginning, sometimes you're not getting the information that you really need, but it really seems like from here and the rest of the way out, I have a lot of confidence in what we're doing. Right, now that we've got a bit of a, a larger sample size. Uh, so let's yes. move on to some of these NFL games this week. Okay. Uh, Lions, Raiders. Uh, the Lions are the underdogs in this one, uh, which is something new for the Raiders. They're not really favored in a whole lot of games, but they're favored in this one minus two. Uh, the total sits at 50 and a half, and it's the Raiders' first home game in 48 days. That's since wild. Since uh, September? <laughs> what is September 15th was the last time I had a home game, Chelsea. And I've never seen that happen in the NFL before. Uh, part of the problem here was that they were credited for a home game when they played in London, and that was squeezed right. in between two other road games uh, before and after. So uh, I think uh, the Raiders might be happy to be at home um, where um, they've dropped their last two overall, and you know, this Detroit team is kind of surprising to me as well. Um, they're 3-3-1 three and three and one on a year, 4-3 and three against the points. And, you know, they're 5-1 and one against the number on the road. But Detroit has a problem. Um, they put points up, and they seem to be able to falter I mean, and stay in games until the end, and then they falter. One, and they're, they rely on 26.6 points per game. And, you know, the Raiders this year are 4-3 and three against the points, though they've only won three of their seven so far. They're vastly improved, Chelsea, on their running game. They're averaging over a yard more per carry this season with Josh Jacobs from Alabama leading the way. And the Raiders are 7-1 against the points after a straight-up loss. They're 3-1 as a dog at home. 
but they allow 27 and a half points a game as well. Now, with these two teams, which always seem to be able to falter at the end of games, both of them, Oakland gives points away and gives games away in the fourth period as well as Detroit. And I think that um, the way to play with this is for the, to go over. Um, they have uh, the running game now in Oakland, which we haven't seen. And we know Detroit, when Matthew Stafford certainly likes to put the ball in the air. I think there's going to be plenty of points here. Scored Oakland being a little, I don't know how familiar they're going to feel being in the Coliseum back in Oakland. But I think, they, I think the play should go over between these two. Well, I have a little stat nugget for you uh, regarding that. The total has actually hit the over in four of the last five games for both of these teams. Well, there you go. So maybe I'm on the right side of that trend. <laughs> and, you know, it, it isn't too hard. Trends, uh, I like to play with them. I like to see what they do. They, they certainly, it's, remember that these trends always end up over a long period of time, for the most part, close to 500. So when you see a team that's right. 10 and 2, and another four or five years, they may be 11 and 7. So, um, but... They are something to base uh, history on and what we're doing here, and uh, I thank you for that, and I think this game is supposed to go over. Right. I think one thing about stats is sometimes you have to look critically uh, at some of the, the facts surrounding them, but uh, that is what I like. Uh, we'll move on to the okay. Browns and the Bronco Broncos, and speaking of stats, yes. Baker Mayfield, his stat line has not been good. Six touchdowns oh. to 12 interceptions, including one of the worst interceptions I think I've ever seen <laughs> against the Patriots. When you throw an interception underhanded. Yeah. Well, you know, I how does that Mayf happen? Well, I don't know if, if these guys are trying to bail out or they just don't have uh, the sense and the discipline to hold on to the ball at times when they should. He is only a second-year player. But you, Chelsea, you stole my thunder with that stat. Twelve interceptions, only six TDs. And, you know, maybe the way to go for the Browns is to run this game. Nick Chubb is averaging five and a half yards per carry. And, you know, so maybe this will be the answer for Cleveland. They have these big, wide studs, they, you know, Beckham and Landry and, and great receivers. But if you don't have a line to keep the defensive off the quarterback, um, those receivers don't have time to get open. So the pressure that's being put on Mayfield is really one of the reasons he has so many interceptions. Now, Denver, who's been atrocious this year, they're 2-6 and six overall, 1-3 and three at home. They are 4-4 four and four against the points. New quarterback for Denver this week. I don't even know who it is. We really don't even care. Joe Flacco's and out. Allen. He's out. <laughs> Allen might do a great job. Um, but, you know, they've gone 10 and 1 under the total at home in their last 11. And they must rely on their defense with a, a lack of a running game and a quarterback situation that's in flux all the time. We're really not sure who's going to be out there for Denver. But they have to pride themselves on their defense, which they seem to play really are much better at home than they do on the road. Um, under for Cleveland has gone 3-0-1 um, the last four times they've played against winning teams. Now, Denver's not a winning team here, but neither are the Cleveland Browns, and I don't see them getting to that light very soon. Though the Browns, Chelsea, I must admit, had the toughest first-half schedule in the entire season. It's going to be a lot easier on the back end, but... You know, you still have to go out there and play and win. And Denver is struggling as well. This two teams have also ran. I mean, I don't know which way you would want to go here, Chelsea. I mean, do you take the points, uh, uh, have Cleveland be in favor on the road, which is kind of absurd, or do you play the total? I, I'm really in a quandary here. It's not a game that I'm looking to use either way. My instincts would tell me to take Denver because you saw Mayfield walk out on a news conference this week with a reporter. Um, they've got more issues than just winning ball games, and some of them are off the field. They had them last year, and I don't think they've gone away. And the Browns also lead the NFL 
in turnovers and penalties. So it's been a team that doesn't look very disciplined. Uh, just to frame it up, uh, the numbers on this one, the Browns are favored minus three, uh, and the total is very low at 39, if you're wondering. Those stats. Uh, So what's the play you liked on this one? Well, the 39 is kind of telling. That's telling that these teams are going to have trouble scoring. And, you know, part of the problem, like you mentioned it, and I think that's a key factor. How do you score points when there's so many penalties? You have you have to make up so much yardage. If you have a big play and there's a holding penalty, it gets called back. And this is what's been happening to Cleveland as well as the turnovers. Like we said, 12 interceptions, only six TD passes. I think I'd take the home team, Denver, even though um, they aren't rated as high as the Cleveland Browns are um, for sure. But they are at home. And Cleveland, I think it just may be a lost season for them. All right, let's go on to our next game. On the docket, the Patriots and the Ravens. The Patriots are favoring this one minus three and a half, which actually looks pretty low to me, uh, considering how good the Patriots have been. They're eight and zero and six and two against the spread, and the only two times they haven't covered, uh, they missed it by one point yeah. against the Bills, and the other time is when they put Jared Stidham in at quarterback. Uh, just right. to, they were blowing out uh, the Jets, I believe, and he threw a pick six. And then after that, Tom Brady demanded to be put back in. So uh, for betters, the Patriots have been really good. Uh, total is 45 and a half for this one. Uh, what's the play you like in this, this Well, th- game? This, is a, this is a Sunday night matchup. And, and like we have said before, on these standalone games um, where the NFL is on, say, a Thursday night, a Monday, or a Sunday night, I've gone 17 and 6. We lost by one point. I did have the wrong side with the Steelers on Monday night against Miami. But still, in the NFL, we're at 17 and 6 this season on these standalone games. So the side in this game, I'm going to have on the website on Sunday on picksandparlays.net. But there are some interesting trends, and there are other ways to make money on this. This New England team is 6 1 and 1 in their last eight road games, but they've played 24 and 9 to the under on the road. You know, part of the reasons that their points spread record has been so good, and it's fabulous, as a matter of fact, when, when you're 6-2 and two and 8-0 and oh straight up, 6-2 and two against the number, um, the level of competition really hasn't been the strongest. We're aware they play Miami twice, they play the Jets twice, and that AFC East is so weak. And the Baltimore Ravens have come from who knows where. You know, this is a team that I, at the beginning of the year, when we did this during the summer, Chelsea, I don't know if you remember, I had said that I thought the Ravens were going to have a down year. I thought that people had overreacted to Jackson. Well, I was wrong about that. Look at them. They're 5-2-1 and one as an underdog. They're 5-2 and two on the year, though they've only covered two of the seven games. You know, the last six times that the Ravens have been at home, they're 0-6 against the points. But one of the key factors here, Chelsea, is the fact that they were favored in all of those six games. But coming out of a bye week, this Rave, I think this is where the trends are where things will play together in this game. Coming out of the bye week, um, Baltimore 8-3 and three to the under. And that's a pretty, good, a pretty good winning combination. You put that with the fact that New England has gone 24-9 and nine to the under on the road. These two seem to come together. So right now, I'd say that's a way to play. I look for the Ravens to come up with their defense. And, of course, New England has the best defense in the league right now. And, like I said, maybe that's because of the level of their competition. But I'm sure Bill Belichick's going to come up with something to try and negate that running game of the Ravens, which is led by the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. 
Right. I think that's the only way that the Ravens contend with the Patriots in this one is if they can run the ball effectively. Because uh, as good as that Patriots defense has been, uh, they let Nick Chubb run for 136 yep. yards. So they do give up some yards on the ground. And as we know, Lamar Jackson is a pretty skilled runner himself, uh, almost averaging seven yards yeah. per carry, which yeah. is incredible. Absolutely. Um, and but yeah. No, I wanted to get in that um, if you stop Jackson like San Diego Chargers did in the playoffs last year, they just totally negate him, and you force him to throw the ball downfield and maybe not these just swing passes, you might have a chance. But uh, I think this game stays right. under Belichick's All defense. Right. Go ahead. All right, got to cut you off. Got to go to a break. Always right. good stuff from Chip. We're Thank back you. after the break. <laughs> Welcome back. To pick some parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Happy Halloween to everyone out there. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter. At Chelsea Messenger is my handle. And we are to the part in the show where we do a lot of college football picks. And we hope to pick some winners. It's college football rapid fire, and it's back for another week uh, of good insight. We've got Tony T. Craig Trapp joining us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. All nice. right. Uh, big fans of small talk. <laughs> um, uh, but that's okay. That's okay because we're getting to our picks and we've got to cram in all these games. So let's get cooking. Let's start with Michigan and Maryland. Uh, the number 14 Wolverines are favored by 21, and this one total sits at 56. Michigan 6 and 2, 4 and 4 against the spread. Maryland 3 and 5, 4 and 4 against the spread. Uh, Michigan, of course, coming over that, coming off of that big win over Notre Dame, and Maryland is just a really unpredictable team this year. They're either getting blown out or scoring a lot of points. Uh, Tony T, we'll start with you. Who do you like in this one, or what's the play you like? Yeah, I like the Wolverines here minus 21. They've pounded this Terrapins team the past four seasons with wins and covers by 21 points or greater. That's the winning margin there. But, you know, they figured out Maryland. This is a one-dimensional team that runs the football. They've been shuffling in quarterbacks with really no success. You know, Michigan can defend that run very well. And, of course, uh, the Terrapins coming off a of pounding at Minnesota. You know, I think Michigan is going to try to continue with this positive momentum as they lead into their game against Ohio State later in November. I like, to, I like Michigan here laying the points. All right, Craig, what do you think? Well, I wouldn't talk anybody off of Michigan this week after last week. I was uh, I was totally wrong. I, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh hadn't won a big game in forever. Well, he finally won a big game, and it was against, of course, uh, one of the teams I like in Notre Dame. But uh, I don't like playing these bigger numbers usually this point of the season. I think the much better play is the under, under 56 in this one. I think uh, the last two times they played at Maryland, both games went under. I think this is another lower scoring game I think Michigan will be up early and they'll be able to coast late just running the ball a lot and like uh, Tony said Maryland likes to run the ball I think that will lead to uh, a lot less possessions in this game a lot less plays and a lot less uh, scoring so let's take the under 56. I will say that uh, Michigan Notre Dame game was probably pretty hard to bet because those are two of the most overhyped teams in all of co college football that was the overhyped bowl uh, between Harbaugh and Notre Dame uh, those are two, two teams that continually get a lot of credit. That's my two cents. Let's move on to Georgia and Florida. Uh, the number eight Bulldogs favored minus six and a half in this one. Uh, total sits at 44 and a half. This is a big game in the SEC East. 
This is a rivalry game. It's played in Jacksonville and always a fun one to watch. But when we're talking about betting, uh, Tony T, how do you see this one rolling? I heard it's a better one to attend as well. But anyway, uh, I like this game a lot, Chelsea. You can pick it up right now over at picksandparlays.net. Say they do not call it the world's largest cocktail party uh, in the world. Uh, I think I said that twice. For nothing. I've been there. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and a lot of people drink a lot before noon. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let's get a sober pick in here. Craig, who do you like in this one? Yeah, like Tony said, this is as big as it gets. I think uh, loser is out of uh, the SEC championship play action here. So for that side of the conference, I think Georgia gets the win here. I don't know about the points. I think that's uh, right where it should be. I see it anywhere from six to six and a half. So shop around. I even see it at seven and a half if you're uh, in the U.S. betting legally uh, at eight, eight, eight. But I'm going to play the under here. I just think under 45, I see it at. And this line opened at under 48. I think it was an advanced line. But either way, this line has, uh, the total has come down. I think that speaks volumes. Uh, last four years, the under is 2 1 and 1. And last year, it was 36 uh, 17 with Georgia winning pretty easily. I think this year it's a much closer game, which means a way lower scoring than uh, than last year. And I think the under 45 is a solid play. Uh, Georgia versus Florida here at in Jacksonville, as you said. The only reason I wouldn't take Georgia in this one is because, as we've seen this year, uh, they've been really conservative with their play calling, uh, and that doesn't turn out well uh, for betters sometimes. Uh, they're only 3-4 and four against the spread, so something of note if you're betting that game. Let's move on to Miami-Florida State, uh, another rivalry game. Florida State uh, favored minus 3 in this one. Total sits at 47. Tony T., uh, what stands out to you about this game, and who do you like? I like in this one, I like to go under total here at 47. There's some 47 and a half out there, so go ahead and shop. You know, there's a lot to like with this Miami defense. There's very little to like with them offensively. They don't run the ball very well. Past three games, there's 3.3 yards to carry on the ground, putting up 20 points. They're going to look to a freshman quarterback here, Jaron Williams, to get the start. He completed half his passes uh, last week at Pitt coming off the bench. But again, Florida State is really not showing much offense against the better teams in the ACC. 20 points at Wake Forest, 14 at Clemson. You know, despite their talent running back, they're only generating 3.8 yards a carry on the ground, and they run the ball 37 times uh, a, a game. So here, in matter of fact, head-to-head, -head, they've gone under in seven of their past eight. Let's go Miami, Florida State, under 47.5. Yeah, and FSU has actually hit the under in their five uh, last game straight. So another uh, play to look at. Uh, Craig, what do you like in this one? Get one of these games in the rapid fire week and it's called the yuck yuck game of the week this is definitely the yuck <laughs> game even though it's a huge rivalry game of course the state of florida i just think you have to take the points with miami uh this line opened in the in the one one and a half range up to three let's take miami with the point i just think this is going to come right down uh, to the wire i don't think either one of these offenses are very good i think i think the total uh under is is strong as well tony because i think uh the defenses are way faster and way farther along at this point of the season. So let's take Miami uh, plus the three here um, in the rivalry matchup. Next up, let's head out west. We're doing Utah and Washington. Uh, the number nine Utes favored in this one, minus three and a half. Total sits at 47 and a half. Utah seven and one, five and three against the spread. Washington is five and three and also five and three against the spread. Tony T, where are you leaning? I'm looking here at this one 
under total of 47 and a half. You know, youth's defense has really improved after that loss to USC. They give up an average of six points per game past four games, and uh, they've gone under in six straight. You know, this is a defense that's holding opponents at 231 yards, 2.5 yards on the ground. Last year, they faced each other twice. Of course, they did meet in the Pac-12 title game. It easily went under 10-3, to and both games went under uh, last year. So, you know, facing each other twice last year, there's familiarity between these clubs. They know each other. It's tight, low scoring. I like under 47 and a half. And Utah's actually been one of the best defenses in the entire nation. Uh, statistically, they lead the country uh, in rush defense, uh, averaging only 56 yards per game. Two opponents, and they're coming off that big 35 to nothing win over Cal. Craig, who do you like in this one? Well, I like this one a lot. I think Utah is clearly the better team here. I went into the year thinking Utah had an outside chance uh, to play in the national championship uh, or in the playoffs. Um, of course, that loss at UC, USC um, on a midweek game a few weeks back, or about a month back now, uh, probably puts them out unless something really weird happens. But I still think Utah's defense is elite, one of the best in the country. And I think they, they go on the road here and get this W. Let's take Utah minus three. I even see some three and a half, see some two and a half. So make sure you shop this one around. We'll just call it Utah minus three at Washington in a really good Pac-12 matchup. Maybe one of the best games of the week, actually. Up next, heading to the SEC for Ole Miss at Auburn. Uh, the number 11 Tigers favored 19 and a half in this one. That's a big number to cover. Uh, but the Tigers are 7-1 and one against the spread. They've been really good for better. 6-2 and two on the season. Ole Miss is 3-5, and 4-4 four and four against the spread. Uh, Tony T, uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, would, I like the Ole Miss side here. Shop around because you can find some 20s in some places. You know, the Rebels are showing signs of improvement. Of course, quarterback Matt Corral saw some action in that seven-point loss to Texas A&M. He made plays uh, also in the passing game. And they're running the football. Remember, Rich Rod, offensive coordinator, likes to run the football. 250 yards uh, in that game against the Aggies, 5.7 yards on the ground. Now, Auburn's limited really by Bo Mix at quarterbacks, completing just over half his passes. You know, in his past uh, three games, five touchdowns but four picks. It's also a tough spot for Auburn coming off that physical road game at LSU and Ole Miss coming off the bye. So Ole Miss will be, you know, really fresh for this one. Of course, remember, no, Ole Miss did put up 27 at Missouri, 31 at Alabama, covering both of those road games in the SEC. I'll take the points, plus 20 with Ole Miss. I will say Auburn is 5-0 and against the spread at home. Something to look at, something to consider. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Well, Auburn at home has been very good for years, but this is actually my SEC game of the week. You can get it over at picksomeparlays.net. And uh, don't forget, uh, get in on that. Also, all of our best bets, uh, NBA, college uh, hoops coming up, and, of course, NHL action. Right. The big news on the planes for Auburn is that their uh, backup quarterback, Joey Gatewood, uh, announced his transfer this week. So there could be a little turmoil when it comes to practice and Gus Malzahn and that team because I know a lot of people really like Joey Gatewood. He was a package quarterback, a big guy that they brought in just in certain situations. Uh, and like Tony mentioned, Bo Nix has not been the best quarterback statistically. Uh, so uh, the thing is, he hasn't really been that good statistically all season long, and somehow they've gone 7-1 and one against the spread. Uh, let's move on to Oregon and USC, a big Pac-12 matchup here. Uh, the Ducks favoring this one at minus 4.5. Total at 62. Oregon is 7-1, and 4-4 four and four against the spread. USC 5-3 and 4-4 and four and four against the spread. Tony T., uh, what's the play on this one? 
Yeah, I like the USC here at plus four and a half. I like the I like their form at home. Remember that Utah win. I like the way they played Arizona. That's always a tricky mm-hmm. game facing that uh, dual threat quarterback there for uh, for uh, Arizona. And they play they came away well with that one at home. They're moving the football 442 yards. Of course, uh, Keenan Slovis 72% completion rate. 13 touchdowns, five picks. You know, offensively, Oregon just not as explosive on the road. They rushed for just 3.5 yards a carry. And, of course, again, the defense showed up well in that Utah and Arizona win. I'm going to take the points here, USC plus 4.5. Right. As you mentioned, USC, all five of their wins have come at home. Uh, Craig, who do you like? Well, as Nick likes to say, this is uh, the University of Spoiled Children here. I'm going the opposite way of Tony. We're going to take Oregon. <laughs> Uh, plus four and a half, or uh, minus four and a half. I just think their defense is uh, slightly better, and I think that's where this comes down to. I think the total is way too high, too. I think 62. I think both of these teams uh, play under 30 here, so I think that'll get us the total as an under. But uh, my top play in this one's going to be Oregon, minus four and a half. Right. You might get a 15-second penalty for unnecessary insults to the poor people at USC. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say poor. <laughs> But that's right. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, let's go to Virginia UNC. The Tar Heels favorite in this one, minus two and a half. Total sits at 47. Uh, UVA, five and three, three, four and one against the spread. Meanwhile, UNC is four and four, four, three and one against the spread. It's been a wild season for Mac Brown and the Tar Heels at UNC coming off that wild 20 to 17 win over Duke. Uh, and Virginia coming off a 28-21 loss to Louisville. Uh, what stands out to you uh, in this matchup, Tony T? What stands out to me here is North Carolina offense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of North Carolina minus two and a half. And the reason for that is they're able to move the football. Sam Held in her center, 13 touchdowns, four picks in his past four games, all against the conference. And of course, the past three games, Tar Heels 503 yards of offense through three points a game. And I just don't trust the Virginia quarterback, Bryce Perkins, uh, struggles with, uh, with turnovers. All right, Craig, what do you think? Well, real quick, North Carolina minus two and a half. I love what Mac Brown has done. I think that momentum continues this week. Virginia, a couple disappointing losses here, so we're going to fade uh, Virginia. Take North Carolina and the momentum here. All right, that is college football rapid fire on Picks and Parlays. Thanks, Tony T. And Craig, for joining us, we're back after the break for more Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find uh, on any of those social media platforms. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me at Chelsea Messenger on Twitter. And today's question of the day, what's your favorite Halloween candy? So I've seen a lot of discord and disagreement on Twitter on what the best candy is. Uh, personally, I'm a fan of Reese's. And I think in the, the fruity category, probably Starburst. Because I think chocolate and then other flavors deserve to be, you know, separated. It's not the same taste. Uh, I will say, not a big fan of Almond Joy and Mounds. Don't give me those. They're not good. <laughs> That's my hot take of the day. Uh, but let's get to our picks. Uh, let's recap all of today's picks, starting with some. Uh, we had a couple of matchups. Uh, Bournemouth, Manchester United. Uh, at plus 155. 
Crystal Palace, Leicester. Take Leicester plus 121. Uh, Sheffield United versus Burnley. Taking Sheffield United plus 129. And then moving on to NFL picks with Chip Cherimbus. Detroit, Oakland taking the over in that one. 50 and a half is the over under. Cleveland, Denver taking the under to hit 39. Uh, or under 39, I should say. New England, Baltimore taking the under in that one as well to hit below 45 and a half. Moving on to our college football rapid fire picks. Tony T gave us Utah, Washington. He likes the under 47 and a half. Ole Miss, Auburn taking Ole Miss plus 20. Oregon, USC taking USC plus four and a half. Florida, Georgia is his signature pick for this week. And then Craig Trapp, Michigan, Maryland. He's taking the under at 56. Utah, Washington taking the Utes at plus three. Oregon, USC, taking the Ducks, minus four and a half. And Ole Miss and Auburn is his SEC game of the week. Head over to picksandparlays.net for more picks. Uh, until tomorrow, thanks for joining us on Picks and Parlays. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.